Since 2017, the Italian Wine Podcast has exploded and expects to hit 6 million listens by the end of July 2023. We're celebrating this success by recognizing those who have shared the journey with us and giving them the opportunity to contribute to the ongoing success of the shows. By buying a paper copy of the Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 or making a donation to help the ongoing running costs, members of the international Italian wine community will be given the chance to nominate future guests and even enter a prize draw to have lunch with Stevie Kim and Professor Attilio Scienza. To find out more, visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Chin chin! Welcome to The Next Generation. I'm Victoria Chancha. Join me as we chat with young Italian wine people shaking up the wine scene. We're going to geek out on a grape or grape fam and then hear about all the wild wine things our guests have been up to, from vineyard experiments to their favorite wine bars. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Next Generation. Today we are going to interview a very unique producer from a place that you would most likely never guess, a small, special area of Lazio, of northern Lazio in Viterbo. Uh, We are going into ancient Etruscan territory today, which I'm very, very excited for. But before that, we are going to dive into a grape varietal that you may not be able to guess from the description I just gave you, or from reading the title of this podcast, or the description of our interviewee. Why? Because the grape most likely isn't indigenous to this area. It's most likely indigenous to Italy, of course, being the Italian wine podcast. But it's it's fun to see this grape grown in a different place. And here's another hint about the grape we're going to be talking about. This grape actually has a known origins So it could be from this little piece of northern Lazio. Who knows? Can you guess the grape? Its name is Vermentino. Yes, Vermentino, which is mainly grown in Sardinia, Tuscany, and Liguria. And apparently it is also grown in northern Lazio, in Viterbo. So diving into the facts from our Italian wine unplugged 2.0 book, we don't know where Vermentino comes from. And here's a little plot twist. It could have come from Spain. Something Italy, something Spain. We'll leave that up to those who are studying the history of this lovely, lovely grape. So, although Vermentino and its synonyms Pigato and Favorita are genetically synonymous, they are listed as three separate varieties given that they all look and behave differently. So, as you know, Vermentino is the name for the grape mostly in Sardinia and Tuscany, but it's also known as Favorita in Piedmont or Pigato in Liguria. And all of these biotypes are grown best on poor and fertile soils with sunny exposures. They're vigorous and reliable. So I don't know if you've ever seen a Edmontino cluster. They're pretty massive, pretty hefty, like two hands hefty. They can be, depending on where they're grown. And they also perform well in dry climates and have a good tolerance for wind, but they can suffer from moths, just like our clothes. Bad joke. 
as well as rot and downy mildew. So when we dive into the glass of Edmentino, we're going to see a pale lemon with musky aromas and notes of fresh citrus, tropical fruit, peach, acacia, and saline undertones on the palate. You see that a lot in the Sardinian Vitamentinos for sure, especially in the DOCG Vitamentino di Galura. Also, sometimes Vitamentino can have like a hint of rosemary or thyme, these like nice herbaceous notes, and they're fresh, medium-bodied with crisp acidity. Again, those little saline notes on the finish. It's a sea, it's a sea grape, okay? Moving on, um, lots of different styles when it comes to Vermentino. Mostly dry and still, but also sparkling. You can finally harvest and pasito. Lee stirring and oak aging is used sometimes to contribute to more texture and richness. Um, so this gives you a nice full spectrum when it comes to Vermentino. A couple examples are that like Vermentino from Sardinia can range from light and fresh to structured and alcoholic. It can get hot, you know, granted it can also thrive in dry environments. So if you're seeing crazy temperatures, like Pigato is typically fuller bodied with a creamier texture. So we're now going to Liguria with Pigato. So there's some facts about Vermentino for you. And now let's move into our interview with someone who makes a Vermentino wine, but not one you've seen before. Okay, hello everybody. We are here at Venezuela and we are sitting with Marco of Muscari Tomaioli. Ciao Marco. Ciao everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit and have a little interview. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your winery. Okay, I, uh, I'm the owner of the, this, this young company. Uh, the, the winery uh, was born in uh, 2007. Is a very little um, winery and uh, uh, conduced by three young persons. Me uh, is the person of the, the family who continues the, this project. And then we have two friends of mine who works for me and uh, help me in uh, every, every works in the, in the winery. And we want to make a very low production uh, three line, three line. Uh, we make uh, just 7,000 bottles for years. Um, we work in a very low production and uh, focused on quality. Yes, um, this is our uh, overview mm -hmm. of the company. Amazing. And so before we dive into more about the winery, tell me a little bit more about you. Like, what's yeah. your story? <laughs> I. I meet the wine at uh, 20 years old because I I gone to to university uh, in 2007 and my father was very passionate uh, person by the wine who have um, very um, experience in uh, in France with a lot of uh, winery because is make another job but um, he had very passion for the wine. Uh, then in 2007, he, um, he starts the, the company. I'm very young at, at the time and uh, I'm studying. Um, then year by year, I, um, I fall in love with, uh, with this, uh, this, this world. Because, uh, and um, step by step, I, um, every year, uh, focus on, on this this company. I, I start with a, a sommelier course um, after the, the study and, um, and then step by step I, I make every job in the, in the winery. 
Then uh, in uh, 2014, I needed to, to continue this project because uh, my father was, was ill and, um, and then the project, the project uh, needed one person to continue and uh, I, I take every, 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 everything of, uh, of this project and um, now <laughs> we are, <laughs> I'm here to continue this, uh, this adventure. So you're putting your heart and soul into it. You're, this is your baby, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. So just for the listeners, can you tell us where your winery is based? We are based on Tarquinia. It's a very small city in the north of Lazio. We are um, very uh, near the, the Tuscany line in the northern part of, uh, of the Lazio, but uh, we are in, in Tusha. Tusha is a very... Um, very modern area. Uh, it's an, a typical area in um, in the north of Rome. Who um, now the burning a, lo a lot of new winery, and it's a very very live. Um, um, this is a, a very little city. Uh, no note for for the the Tuscan history. Then we we had. Um, Yes, we, we represented, uh, we have a collaboration with uh, a painter, a local painter, his name is uh, Guido Silioni, who make it everyone uh, our label and represented uh, the, the true uh, painting in uh, Truscan tones. Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local food, and taking in the scenery. Now back to the show. Yeah, they're beautiful. They're so beautiful. I absolutely love this one, um, the Velka. So what does Velka mean? Velka was a, a very um, a real Etruscan woman. The, she's name is Velia uh, Spurina, and uh, it's a real woman, a real exist in the in the past, and uh, remaining our uh, uh, she she's represented in a famous tomb in Tarpinia, the tomb of of the Ork, um, and the the painter uh, decided to make our rosé uh, with. Um, for, for the woman is uh, just like... No, it's absolutely beautiful. And I, I want to go back to talking about where your winery is based. I think what's really special, and obviously, as I was saying before, I'm passionate about, is, um, you know, Lazio as a region. Uh, you know, everyone knows Rome, right? You know, all the tourists go to Rome. But there is such a rich history in these small towns just outside of Rome, whether you go north, south, or east. And so... It's really wonderful to sit with you and talk about these places. And, and if you want to share anything else about where you're from, because I think I want to encourage more people to venture out and to see, because, you know, most people don't think Etruscan when they think Lazio, because they're like, it's Roman land. Do you know what I mean? But if you go north and you're getting closer to Umbria and Tuscany, then you have this rich history. Um, so uh, if you want to talk a little bit more about where you're from and what it was like growing up there, or you, did you grow up there? 
I'm going. Yeah, I'm. I'm born in uh, in Tarquinia. Mm -hmm. My family, uh, half part of my family, was born in, uh, in Tarquinia. My father came moving to was born in uh, Grosseto in Tuscany, but uh, he moving very young to to Tarquinia. But Tarquinia have uh, has a, a very very old history because the Tuscan history is older than than the Roman history. Um, then now a lot of people coming to discover this, uh, this list of cities and uh, it's very, very very interesting place. You can have a whole podcast on just the Etruscan and the history <laughs> there. I know it's, it's a big one. Um, but just to change up the conversation a little bit, as everyone knows, this is the next generation. And... Uh, um, we want to know, like, what do you, of course, you're very serious, you have your winery, you're dedicated, but what do you like to do for fun? Like, <laughs> like if someone was to come visit you, what would you, would you guys do? Like, are there any wine bars you love? <laughs> Anything? <laughs> you could be as honest as you like. <laughs> I like to travel because, uh, yeah, the, the wine, <laughs> the linkage to, to, the, to the place, to the territory, and, uh, or food. <laughs> Yes, um, is the, the wine uh, give me the keys to to know a lot of place and uh, the history of the tradition of the, the customer of, of this place. Then travel was <laughs> one of my. <laughs> I have not no more time, but uh, <laughs> when it's possible. Yes. Where was the last place you traveled to? In Italy, in Italy, the, the last because I don't have time to. To, to going too too far. Mm -hmm. uh, don't say Verona. <laughs> don't say Verona. No, 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 not Verona. Not Verona. <laughs> but I, I funny to discover uh, little cities in uh, undiscovered in uh, in Italy. Are there any local dishes like yeah. from your area that you love and and you know you can pair with your wines like anything like that? Our traditional dishes. Coming for for the um, agriculture culture, and they are very poor, and based on vegetables uh, in our. Uh, one of these is uh, our aquagotta. It's like uh, uh, our um, in Tuscany the ribolita is like similar. Is a lot of vegetables. Uh, what's the what is possible to find in the in the field and. Um, Yes, I, I think it's, um, it's linked with our uh, Belka mm -hmm. and um, because it's, it's uh, too fresh and uh, a lot of stability. Yes, I think it's very good compared. Yeah, especially with all the amazing vegetables that are grown. I can imagine there with spring coming <laughs> and then you can have the rosé, the rosato. Yes. It's all the happy things. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add, Marco, before we say ciao? Ciao. <laughs> He's kicking me out, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Marco, thank for you. taking the time. And I wish you the best of luck in everything you're doing and uh, a great time at Vinitaly. Thank you. As always, a big grazie for hanging out with me today. Remember, you can catch me every Sunday on the Italian Wine Podcast, available anywhere you can get your pods.